everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm George Connolly, and this is Scratch Stories, the podcast where I sit down with golf's most interesting individuals and discuss their golf journey. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to thank everyone for their support and feedback on last week's episode. If you'd like to, subscribe to Scratch Stories on your preferred podcasting platform to keep up with our weekly episodes. On today's show, I sat down with Josh Cassidy, a world long drive professional, but his title certainly doesn't stop there. Cassidy is also a golf entertainer and holder of multiple golf-related Guinness World Records. We spoke about how he went from a grip-it-and-rip-it mentality on the course to becoming a professional long driver and a .8 handicap golfer. We also spoke about how Cassidy broke some amazing world records, including the longest drive hit from the knees and the longest drive with a putter. We give the exact yardage of both of those later on in the episode. You're going to want to stick around and hear them because they are absolutely absurd. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Josh Cassidy. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome Josh Cassidy onto the podcast. Josh, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, Josh, I, I spoke a little bit about your accolades in the introduction to this podcast, but uh, there's a lot of dimensions to what you've done in golf and a lot of very interesting things that you've done within the sport. So I'd like to highlight all of those. But before we get into where you are now, I always like to ask about the introduction to golf and how you found the sport. If anyone introduced it to you, how did you, how did you get connected to the sport of golf in the first place? Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a big part of my life. Uh, started playing with my dad, you know, when I was younger. Uh, was introduced by my grandpa. Uh, probably, I think the earliest picture that I remember seeing was four, maybe five with a golf club in my hand. But, you know, for me, that was just kind of something fun that we did on the side. Primarily what I focused on was, you know, basketball and football, baseball. Because um, golf wasn't, you know, I'm 32 years old now. Um, golf didn't seem to be as big a deal, you know, when I was a kid growing up. At least it wasn't, it wasn't what kids grew up trying to be as they do now, you know, with the likes of Tiger and Ricky sure. and Rory and, and all these guys kind of growing the sport from a younger age. Um, so, yeah, so I remember playing a little bit, but, you know, not, not a whole lot. Well, you were obviously very talented in, a, in many other sports. Can you talk a little bit about how you progressed through your career in sports like football and basketball? Because you're, you're a very talented athlete yourself. Yeah, well, I, hey, hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, so, you know, I was able to play, uh, you know, high school basketball. I, you know, we almost won a state championship my senior year. I was able to play and uh, move on, played at the Division One level for three years, and, and then I finished my career uh, Division Two at Fort Lewis College. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun being able to be at, be in the mix there and you know went to South Dakota State for my first three years and you know had an absolute blast and Fort Lewis you know going division two it's it's a little bit different game so there was a lot more time to uh to play some more golf during the off season that's for sure sure and and do you pinpoint that time in college as a time where you started playing the game or when can you pinpoint the time where you saw golf as more than just kind of a hobby thing for you yeah, definitely in, in college, you know, we would we'd get out there. We'd play a little bit. My roommate, Clint Sargent, up in uh, South Dakota State, we would play, you know, a couple days a week just after class and stuff. And then went to Fort Lewis, had another roommate, 
Baron Bodecker and, and Danny Stephenson, those guys, I couldn't tell you how many rounds of golf that we played together for, you know, we would play for meal tickets, uh, you know, a couple bucks in the cafeteria, stuff like that, you know, fun, fun stuff just to make it interesting, you know? And, uh, really when I started taking it serious was after I graduated, um, I actually started working in finance. Um, I was a relationship manager, so took care of all of our, our individual families and of course, golf and finance are, uh, are pretty synonymous. Sure. So it was easy to start playing a lot of golf, um, for business, which was perfect. It's definitely a sport that caters to, uh, to those business relationships. So at this time, you're newly graduated working in finance, playing golf. Uh, how would you rate yourself skill level on how you were playing? You know, I was that guy that just showed up and tried to hit the ball as far as I possibly could. <laughs> and I didn't give, I didn't care one bit where it went, what I scored. I was just going out there to hit the ball as far as I could. So, so skill wise. And at that time, I didn't even have a handicap. So who knows what kind of golfer I was uh, handicap wise, 25, 20, 22, maybe. All right. Um, but everybody wants to see the ball go far. So that's all I cared about. <laughs> sure. And then you've certainly hit a few golf balls a very long way in your time. So um, you're playing, you're playing golf for business and you're hitting the ball quite far. What, when does something switch in your mind when you think, okay, d d was it hearing about long drive or was it getting your golf game better aside from long drive? What, when did that flip switch for you? Yeah, it was, it was actually hearing about long drive. So this was probably, I want to say it's 2015. Um, you're hearing about it, seeing it on ESPN when they had the finals at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Um, that was the year that Tim Burke won it. Mm -hmm. um, seeing that on TV and then kind of being like, yeah, you know, I can hit the ball. Okay. Um, that kind of progressed into me kind of pursuing it. And then it was actually uh, after a round of golf with a client, he was like, dude, you got to try it. You got to get after it. We were talking about it throughout the round, you know, world long drive, this, this tour, this thing, we had no idea what it actually was. And, uh, yeah, he was like, D you got to try it, see what happens, get the equipment you need. And uh, that was the next season, 2016. That would have been my first um, first event. Ryan Riesbeck, the uh, Rockwell Blast out there in South or, uh, Salt Lake City. And yeah, that was that was my first kind of dipping my toes in the water. And as soon as you do it one time, I, I, you're hooked. Sure. So just for context here, in 2015, uh, World Long Drive was not nearly what it is now. You've got guys like Berkshire and some pretty prominent guys really bringing a lot of eyes on that sport. So in 2015, was it kind of a novel concept to just go out and hop on that tour? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, it's kind of, I would encourage anybody, even this day and age, right? Even though you got those big names, you just got to go out and try it, mm -hmm. right? I. I had no idea who Joe Miller, Tim Burke, uh, Landon Gentry, Will Hogue, I had no idea who those guys were mm -hmm. when I went out to my first event, right? You see them on Instagram, you see them on ESPN, you, you kind of saw them. And, and of course, this was before Golf Channel got in the mix. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of saw them on all the, uh, you know, Remax World Long Drive replays on YouTube and all that stuff. Um, 
but even so, now that we actually have this platform to be able to compete and we've been able to grow and, and build a following, I think it's even more exciting for guys to get out there and say, oh, dude, I follow you on Instagram. This is so cool. What are some tips? And of course, all of us on tour, I mean, we're, we're just a bunch of bros and just a bunch of dudes just mm -hmm. hit the golf ball far, right? Sure. Like we we want to help anybody and everybody get into the sport and try it out because we all had to go through the same hoops when we when we first started. Mm -hmm. And I think there's definitely something to be said for, you know, someone can't just be sitting on their couch and saying, you know what, I think I'm going to play on the PGA Tour and then just hop out and do it. But I'm not saying that it's easy to be on the long drive tour, but the barrier to entry isn't quite what it is on those tours. So can you talk a little bit about what it was like for you? Obviously you make the decision that you want to try it, but you can't just hop out there with your stock driver and no practice. So how, how did you prepare for that first event? You know, um, and, and it's spot on, right? I mean, we, we as long drivers have, have so much respect, you know, for all the guys on the PGA tour. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what they can do with a wedge and the way that they can putt. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, but no, I, just from a barrier of entry standpoint, we want to grow the sport as much as we can. So we try to make that barrier of entry as non-existent as possible. So if okay. you have 40 bucks, if you have 40 bucks to spend, show up with your standard driver, hit some balls, have a conversation with, with me or, you know, Bobby Peterson or, you know, anybody on the driving range, chances are we're going to let you try out a driver mm -hmm. and put one in your hands and feel what 48 inches feels like. Sure. Because it's a, it, it's a different gear. It's a different animal. And, um, you know, we, we just want guys to get out and try the sport and, and see what happens. You know, that's all we can do. Yeah, it's, it's a great message because um, especially years ago, golf was seen as a very exclusive sport. And I think aspects of golf, like long drive and, and those types of tours are really making it more accessible to people, which is great. Um, now, one thing I do want to get into, you said you play this first event and um, you're hooked. So now that you're hooked on this and now that it's not, it's something that you want to focus on, what have you done since then in terms of equipment changes, preparation, practice? What does that look like on your end? Yeah, you know what, once you get into it and you do show up with your stock driver, right, you realize that you're, you're swimming upstream without a paddle mm -hmm. and uh, you need to make that switch. So, you know, I was able to hit crank, you know, after, after that first event in Salt Lake City, the Rockwell, I was able to hit crank for the remainder of that season. Um, and then I hit them from 20... 16 to basically end of 2017 and I made the switch to Callaway and uh, since 2017 I've been hitting Callaway we've kind of gone through a few different heads um, you know we had we started with the XR 16 we had the epic flash and now we're it's kind of a hybrid maverick epic flash because uh, okay. it's painted that black and orange as sure. the maverick but it's uh so yeah so and I've always hit Patterson chaps um, absolutely love them. I think they they completely revolutionized the long drive shaft game. Okay. And um, yeah, so you know, really fortunate to be able to hit those incredible products. And your relationship with Callaway, um, obviously, you said that you've gone through the XR6, XR16 and, and a few other clubs. Um, that also transcends clubs. Your your um, 
with Big and Tall, and you have relationships with Callaway Apparel too, correct? That's correct. Who would have? I, I mean, I tell you what, you know, you, you you grow up and you're like, I'm gonna be a golf entertainer, mm. right? At 12 years old, nobody ever says that. Everybody sure. always says, I'm gonna be a fireman or you know an astronaut or something like that. And you know, it's just so funny for me to um, kind of look back at some of these relationships and, and being able to quote unquote call myself a model mm, is, oh yeah. uh, is something <laughs> I uh, something I never really expected to have happen. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to be able to you know spark these relationships and and just see where they go. So. It must be. I mean, golf is definitely a relationship-oriented game, um, and, and it seems as though you've taken advantage of them nicely. Uh, so talking, coming about, back to Long Drive, obviously there are a lot of events out there. You, you've, been out, you've been out there for a, a little bit. Uh, can you talk about some of your favorite performances and moments? Because there are some, I mean, we see them on ESPN. We see highlights of them on social media. You've had some great shots. There are some electric guys out there under the lights. Can you talk about what that atmosphere is like and what it's meant for you as a, as a, as a competitor? Yeah. It's hard to put words on, you know, hitting a ball and that's in those situations. Right. I mean, most of our tour events are typically during the day, but then, you know, the world championships, of course, are under the lights, you get the crowd. Of course you have the, the platform of, of golf channel. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing like it, honestly. I mean, in sports for me, you know, it's fantastic running out of the tunnel and, you know, whatever, onto a basketball court in front of a, you know, a packed house. But quite honestly, being there, the adrenaline is through the roof. You got the music playing, you got the crowd yelling, you, you got to chase a number, you got the clock ticking. There's all these different factors at play. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to be able to actually pull it off and to, as my uncle says, um, you know, pull a monkey out of my ass and actually hit the ball on the center of the square, uh, you know, center of the club face. Mm -hmm. You you just can't describe it. Um, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> I mean, it's just plain and simple, man. It's just so much fun. And I, as you said, there's a lot of camaraderie on that tour. And I think that camaraderie can be seen on a lot of golf tours. But is there a switch in mentality when you're in competition mode? Does it become kind of cutthroat or, is that, or does that camaraderie kind of stick throughout all competitions? Yeah, it's, you know, once we, once the clock, clock starts ticking, you know, you're, you're enemies. Because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us have the same coach. Um, we all work with Bobby Peterson, most of us. And so, you know, there'll be times when we go to Bobby's house, we're hitting balls for three, four days together, um, you know, becoming great friends. And then you go to a competition that next weekend and you got to hit against that same guy. Mm. And, and you got to be, you have to be able to switch, flip that switch because, you know, quite honestly, this is what we do for a living. And this is what we, we do to, you know, provide for our families. So regardless of how good of friends you know you are before the tournament once that clock's ticking you know it's i'm gonna beat you you know <laughs> and that competitive nature should be there it's a big stage um it's interesting that you bring up bobby and, and, and coaching i'd like to hear from your perspective a lot of people are very um 
detail oriented when it comes to their swing mechanics, their fundamentals. And um, I'm, I, I would assume long drivers are very uh, detail oriented in that as well. I, I, you've obviously made changes from that first event to where you are now. Uh, can you talk about the process that it's like when you're on the driving range? What are you focusing on? What are what have been some breakthroughs in your game since then? Yeah, the the amount of science that we put into the golf swing um, in terms of using TrackMan and FlightScope and GC Quad and you know all those launch monitor devices, it's it's amazing um, that we're actually able to even make a swing right? Because we're looking at all these numbers and, you know, we got all these swing thoughts and all this kind of stuff and they all kind of mold into one display of, of power and speed. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very scientific. You know, you look at guys like Bryson DeChambeau who, I mean, since he came on the scene, right? I mean, he was science, math, mm, absolutely everything, right? And, and that's what we've been doing with long drive for, for years. You know, we, we're trying to get a specific path with a specific club face at impact and trying to launch it at a specific number with a specific amount of backspin. Sure. You do those, you put those specific numbers into an equation. Chances are your outcome is going to be a long drive. Hmm. It's interesting that it's so, so data driven. Um, because there are a lot of things that PGA Tour pros and LPGA pros have to think about that, that you guys don't. They need to focus on putting and chipping and not to say that you guys don't play golf outside of it, but when you're working on long drive, you're just working on, on the big sticks. So from, from your perspective, aside from the numbers, what, what, what's your focus on in the swing? Are you thinking of rotation or speed or, or lag? What, what are your swing thoughts? Yeah, so I'm really trying to get high on my right side and and when I say that you know I'd like to get my right hip high um, because I know that I'm going to be fully loaded onto my right side and then it's dropping down in at a kind of a vertical angle into my left side Mm -hmm. so I know if I can hit those two spots um, chances are the swing is going to the outcome is going to be what I'm looking for um, I tend to struggle with a left path, which is kind of an outside in path. Um, I've always been that way. I've always been kind of a hips up kind of swinger. And, you know, if I can release those hands and get that hip action, release the hands, chances are I'm going to have a pretty good chance to hit that pole hook um, mm. that I really like to hit in competition. There's, there's times I'll aim 30, 35 yards to the right of the grid and uh, just try to absolutely sling that thing uh, about 30, 35 yards with a draw um, into the right half of the, of the grid. And do you find that you said that you do have a bit of an in to out or out to in swing path, which would promote a fade. So is that sling hook more difficult to hit for you? I mean, I'm guessing you really have to release the hands through impact. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, Quite honestly, if you have a left path and you do release the hands and you close that face, that's going to be your highest potential ball speed or possibility to generate the highest ball speed because your smash is going to typically be a little bit higher. Sure. Um, and of course, you know, ball speed typically translates to distance. You know, if your spin is um, within reason, mm. you know, between 1,900 and 2,300, 2,400. Sure. 
there are definitely mathematically there are definitely a lot of numbers that go into it and i think it's very interesting um however i you're you're much more than just a long drive player josh um as you said golf entertainer even a model now um but can we talk a little bit about the the transition into golf entertainment it hasn't been a transition away from long drive but uh, you, you, you're a great golf entertainer. You, you've got trick shots. I mean, you're, you hold many world records. So can we talk about how did, how did that world kind of come into play? So, uh, you know, I, to be quite honest with you, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> for starters, the short answer is I have no idea. But, uh, no, I got a really good buddy in Denver, uh, Derek Hines, that has been a part of uh, – He, he's been a part of the world long drive circuit for, for quite some time. He's been a part of the charity. He was like, well, why don't you come out to an event, check it out, see what you think. And I went out to an event and it's basically just guys just hanging out, you know, being personable, answering questions, cracking jokes and, and hitting drives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, dude, I can do this. I think I can pull this off. And, uh, went to my first event on my own and, and completely fell on my face because, you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, ultimately you're out there to be a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had no idea what it actually took to be a fundraiser. I just thought it was, we're out there hanging out, having a good time. Sure. So, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, I've been able to uh, kind of hone in on the fundraising side and um, been able to, you know, be a part of so many incredible charities and, and organizations. And, um, you know, it, it's just amazing. And then, you know, the trick shot stuff just kind of slowly came along. You know, you see hole-in-one trick shots or Coach Rusty or, mm-hmm. you know, fill-in-the-blank Instagram guy do sure. a trick. And you're like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then, of course, you can never pull it off. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, there's – there's been a couple of tricks along the way that I've tried to do multiple times, but of course I can't pull it off. And, and so I kind of stick to the sweet spot and quite honestly, the sweet spot were the uh, Guinness records that I was able to break. So um, it was kind of easy once I saw that those were actually Guinness registered world records. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'd, I'd do those shots more than I actually swing a golf club normal. So it should be, should be easy to break them. Sure. So. So going into world records, um, the the first one that I saw, I believe it was, um, I I saw it on social media was the longest drive hit from knees. Now, what is that exact number? So the uh, Guinness world record was 375 yards. That's it. That's unbelievable. I hit hit that thing and I'm like, holy cow, what did I do? Right now I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, like, this is exactly what I need to do if I stand any longer to hit two shots. I'm just going to get on my knees and hit them. Just show up to the next long drive event, go down to the knees and go to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how many world records are you holding currently? Well, currently it's pending approval, right? That's kind of the, we're in sure. the gray area. right? Sure. Now. Uh, but pending Guinness approval, I'll have four. Wow. Um, long drive kneeling, longest drive backwards. Right? That was the one I was... I was most nervous about that one um, showing up the day of mm-hmm. because the, the standing record was 340 
It was 340 point something yards carry. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's a poke. That's you know, a very, you carry yeah. It that far, you, you got to be able to launch it pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in practicing and, and, you know, hitting on the golf course, you know, I tend to hit these big old cuts, you know, with it because you kind of, you know, in the video, you'll be able to see it if you, I kind of swipe across it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cross the ball. And uh, so I was, I was kind of nervous that that would be a tough one, tough one to break. But, you know, when the number came back 343, I was, I was like, all right, that's it. I don't need <laughs> to break it by any more. I broke it. Let's move on. Let's do the next one. 343 will be the number. Now, when you say backwards drive, that means that your back is facing the target, correct? Correct. And you're uh, per Guinness and the guidelines that they uh, kind of put in place, your heels cannot be in front of the golf ball. So your back is facing the target and your heels are on a line with the golf ball. Wow. That's so that takes a lot of strength, flexibility that, that, that there's a lot coming into play for that shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one, uh, I had to ice down my left knee because um, of course I'm, I'm right-handed. So put a lot of torque on that left knee. I had to ice that bad boy, bad boy down after, uh, after the record attempts. I mean, you, you must've, how you're playing, you, were you playing a big fade there? I don't know how you could draw that shot possibly. I, I hit the straightest golf ball I think I've ever hit in my life. No kidding. Uh, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it, I hit a couple just complete slices. I hit a couple big old hooks and then I finally, I, you know, then I would like open up the face, just kind of fillet it, kind of like I'm hitting like a flop shot or something like that mm-hmm. with a driver. And I did that. And for whatever reason, just square contact, that ball launched it, you know, like six or eight, um, which, is, which is ideal, you know, even for just a normal drive. And uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I could, watching that ball fly in the air, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's you it. You knew it. Done. Yep. Yep. Wow. It's got to be a great feeling. So you've got, you've got longest from the knees, longest backwards. What are the other two pending? Uh, longest drive with a putter. Ooh. What putter which, did you uh, use? You know, I have this old, I found it in a play it again sports, just kind of by the house, which is kind of like those secondhand, you know, sports stores. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Mizuno 9001. I think it's 9001. So it's the old school 8802 um, kind of blade looking putter. I think Phil, Phil Mickelson used it in the match against Tiger. I think it was the second match. He made a deal about bringing back the old school putter. Okay. Um, at least something similar to it. But uh, yeah, I found it at this played against sports and put a put an iron shaft into it um but it's a it's just a standard old school incredibly made putter that's all it is it's awesome so how what was the record going in uh you know to be honest with you there was no record really um guinness had no record for longest drive with a putter okay so you know, I could have gone out there. I think the first attempt I did, I think I hit it like 280. And uh, next one went like 
305. I kind of towed it just a little bit. Towing a like, putter 300 yards. I don't think many <laughs> people can relate to that. Yeah, well, just wait till you see me on the putting green, actually. That's, <laughs> that's, that's when you really see the toe come out. Um, but, yeah, and I was like, you know, I, I think I can beat that. And, you know, sure enough, hit it hit it pretty well hit it on the screws and yeah 313 there you go 313 with the Mizuno putter that's got to be a good feeling as well yeah yeah what's a better feeling would you say hitting a 50 foot putt or hitting a, a putter 300 yards for me a 50 foot putt all day <laughs> because the make percentage on that bad boy has got to be less than zero if that's even possible <laughs> I'm better off closing my eyes or maybe even taking a driver and just tapping a driver on the green or something. I just putting, I tell you what, man, it's just the worst part of my game. Chipping, sure. you know, the short game stuff, like around the green, the flop shots, all that kind of stuff, you know, all the, all the fun shots mm -hmm. in my mind. I absolutely love. Okay. So if I, you know, if I, if it's like a super tight lie, short-sided pin i'll take it i have a 64 in the bag oh boy i'll take a 64 i'll just lay that thing flat and just pop that thing straight up in the air mm -hmm. and those are the shots that's why i play golf sure because yeah. i think it, it takes so much imagination and skill and touch and and all that kind of stuff and and so much of golf and and my career you know as a long driver is so much speed and power and you know, there's not much touch and finesse and, mm -hmm. and feel, right? Um, so that's, I think that's why I love that part of the game so much. I bet. Now, it's interesting you bring up your game currently. I, I'd like to talk about this for a little bit. How often are you playing formal golf? You know, I, well, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but through COVID, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the only thing that we've been able to do. Sure, yeah. Um, I live just south of Denver um, with my wife and puppy, and and we've been we're close to a couple couple golf courses south of Denver that have been open almost this entire time. Nice. So you know, golf is really the only thing that that I've been doing, to be quite honest with you. And so I'll play, you know, three days a week, four four if I'm if I'm lucky. That's not a bad way to be. It definitely helps throughout these, you know. COVID times. Um, well, when a lot of people see long drive players uh, on the television, they think, oh, these guys can just go out onto a course and drive every par four on the course. Um, can you talk about how your power um, plays into your normal golf and also, you know, how that converts with your irons and wedge play? How would you talk about your golf currently where it stands? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, me being a long drive professional um you would think i would be able to the driver would be the strongest club in my bag mm -hmm. right and and qu quite honestly on a golf course if i'm just playing if you and i you know we have a little match going or something like that i won't hit a driver because it's the weakest club in my bag really and yeah because i'm, I'm trying to slow it down i'm trying to you know hit some shots to draw one here fade one there blah 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 and mm -hmm. my hips my hips go too fast my hips go too slow i'll hook one i'll push another you know it's just 
it's so unfortunate um, how I'm so ingrained and we as long drivers are so ingrained to go full speed with a driver in our hand. It's really hard to slow it down. I mean, oh yeah, so, it's got to be such muscle memory for you at that point where when you try and slow it down, it's just a totally new, unique swing. Right, exactly. And part of me, um, you know, sometimes I don't even carry a driver in my bag and I'll okay. just bring, uh, you know, I, I have a three wood that I really like, I, you know, one of the Maverick Sub-Zero three woods. Um, and uh, I have a driving iron, 18 degree X-Forge driving iron mm. that I think is just the sexiest sounding club ever when you actually hit it on the screws. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that thing, I mean, I can pump that thing about 315, 320. Regularly? Um, depending. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so how far does the three wood, so, how far does the three wood go? Yeah, you know, three wood's about 340, 350. Um, you know, if I really, you know, really poke it, really get after it. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good flight, to be honest with you. And yeah, so there's very few times, you know, I'm playing a course tomorrow, little club championship down at Kings Deer, which is in Monument, Colorado. And um, I won't, I won't hit, let's see, I'll hit probably one driver. Okay. And it's hole number six. It's a big old dog leg left par five. And I mean, I can just aim as far left as I want and just block the hell out of it. And it's going to still end up in the fairway. Sure. It's, you know, a dog leg left. So, um, yeah. And then like seven iron, you know, I have to go full speed at it. So I tend to try and give myself numbers that I can kind of hit full shots. Um, okay. You know, for most of us long drivers, when we get inside of 100, I guess you would say, because most of us hit, you know, a 60 degree is typically our 100 yard shot. Mm -hmm. um, you get a maybe a 70, let's say you get a 74 yard shot, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of have to gauge that percentage. Sure. Right? So you're kind of nipping one, you're maybe you're punching another, maybe you're going high and trying to get some spin on it, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've, you know, to tell you what, I, I've had the pleasure of, of playing with uh, Jacob Galladay. And uh, the last couple times we've been here for a tournament. And I think of all the long drivers out there, he is by far the best golfer. I mean, okay. what, what, he can, what he can do with a wedge in his hands is, is pretty spectacular. It's pretty impressive. So it's, it's fun for us to be partners because mm -hmm. I can just hammer away. And of course he's no slouch himself, right? Obviously he's a yeah. long driver, mm -hmm. so he can hit the hell out of it, but it just, you know, he's going to hit the fairway 70% of the time. So I can just step up there with the big stick and just absolutely let it rip yeah, and see just what see if I can drive some greens. So, yeah. Well, even if you're not hitting a driver, if you're hitting your driving iron over 300, I'm guessing you can maneuver your way around a course all right with the driver staying in the bag. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a .8 handicap right now. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of attribute that a lot to the short game, um, you know, through COVID, some of those little chips and stuff. I, you know, I'm getting a lot more just kind of kick in you know, either par saves or birdies or things like that from, sure. from little delicate chips around the green. And 
you know, those, those shots have made, you know, all the difference in my golf games. So it's, it's been fun to be able to have those in the bag consistently, you know? Absolutely. So you, you, you got some great things going with, uh, with long drive entertaining all the world records. What's, what's up next for you? I feel like there's gotta be some kind of venture that another title you could add to your name. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a few other Guinness world records we're going to break. Um, and, and to be quite honest with you, what's, what's interesting right now is, is that uh, world long drive and golf channel are no more. Correct. Right? Yes. So I've been, uh, I've been helping the guys out uh, myself, Bobby Brad, or Bobby Peterson and Ryan Riesbeck, Landon Gentry, all kind of big names in the sport. Um, we've actually been putting together the pieces to create what we are calling the Pro Long Drive Series. Oh, okay. And and we have created the uh, Pro Long Drivers Association. So we are uh, we're in the mix. We're in the mix right now. We're in the middle of of getting the schedule pushed for 2021. We're hopeful to have you know, as many events as we possibly can. Uh, we're going to have a qualifying series. We're going to have a world championship. We're going to have all this stuff in 2021. And, and we're really excited about it. It sounds like a very exciting um, prospect. Are, are most guys from World Long Drive going right over to that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we've, we've actually, through 2020, um, we've had four events this year. Or actually, we've had three. We've had three events. Our fourth event is next week. Um, it's at the One Stop Power Shop in, in Newton Grove, North Carolina. And then we will have our final event early November in Memphis, Tennessee. And we're going to call that a national championship. All right. So um, that's going to be a big one. And, and to be quite honest with you, you know, all of us long drivers, we just want to compete. We want to have an opportunity to showcase our skills, our abilities, um, and just get out there and, and do what we love. Sure. So, so we are creating this tour with the players in mind. So we want to do what is, what is right, best, and beneficial for the players at the root of it. Sure, and I think that's, I think, that's yeah, it's definitely the best way to to put forth a project like that. Yeah, absolutely, and and of course the players are what make the product, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, the happier that we can make the players, and the and the better show that they can put on, um, and the more you know, kind of corporate sponsors and and TV sponsors and things like that that we can get in the mix, um, early, I, I think it's gonna this thing is gonna take off and it's gonna go to the moon because. You know, thankful to Golf Channel and World Long Drive. They gave us such great exposure mm -hmm. uh, to be able to have this sport and to be able to take it to the next level. So, you know, obviously we're thankful to them. And obviously it's unfortunate that we kind of have to go this direction. Sure. But we're just going to piggyback off of what they've already been able to create and put into place for us and, and take it and run. As you should. There's definitely... Um... Like you said, I think what it brings to golf um, from an accessibility standpoint and just um, uh, diversifying the skill set in golf and, and upper level golf, I think it's a, it, it really is great for everyone involved. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and it's just one of those, it's just different, right? It's mm -hmm. unique. 
it's it's the same reason people watch the home run derby right? exactly right and and so if if we can fit fit into that mix and and just be the home run derby of golf i think we're all going to have great careers and we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to have a lot of great experiences being able to be home run derby uh home run derby guys <laughs> that's a nice title to have a home run derby guy <laughs> right maybe, maybe i'll add that one to the mix i don't know we'll see absolutely well josh it was great to talk to you i i think what you've done in the past few years for the game of golf and in the game of golf has been uh really impressive and i think with this new project coming up and in the world record soon to be broken you're you're far from done yeah, well, that's that's the hope, man. I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time and letting me uh, let me say my pieces and and speak and yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, um, you have some nice social media presences out there. Can you can you plug some of your profiles? Anything you want people to check out? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I kind of got a. I'm actually glad you you touched on this. I got a new little endeavor. Um, I found this app, it's called Sue, and it's T-S-U. Okay. And, and it's a pretty unique platform. It allows content creators like you and myself and, and anybody else, whether you have 100 followers, whether you have a million followers, um, it allows you to generate 50% of the revenue. Okay. From, from it generate 50% of the advertising revenue that your content generates. Sure. Right. So um, pretty unique concept. Um, pretty excited about it. Um, I've just kind of dipped my toes into the water with them. Uh, been just posting some content there. Um, actually, the footage, you know, for, for those world records, you know, I'm posting most of that onto Sue. Um, because I think most of us, you know, whether we're on Instagram or, you know, TikTok a little bit, they've started that creators fund. But you know, most of us haven't generated any revenue from our social media pages. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, um, it's kind of fantastic to have that opportunity to be able to, you know, generate some, generate some cash from the content that we post. So, um, Cassidy, Cassidy golf on Sue, Cassidy golf on Instagram, TikTok, all of it, Cassidy golf. Um, try to, I try to keep it the same across the board just so, uh, just so it was easy for all you guys to find me. <laughs> sure, definitely good for uh, branding purposes. Well, everyone, be sure to head over there and um, support Josh. Great guy, do it uh, up to some great stuff within the sport of golf. Thanks again, Josh. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, absolutely, brother. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed tuning into my conversation with Josh as I really enjoyed having the opportunity to sit with him and learn about his golf journey. As Josh said towards the end there, he can be followed on all major social media platforms under the username Cassidy Josh. That is C-A-S-S-A-D-A-Y. And be on the lookout for his upcoming appearances on the new long drive circuit. He's got some great content on social media, so be sure to follow him. Uh, Great stuff, as always, from Josh. Uh, great follow. Would absolutely recommend looking into him a little bit more. If you'd like to reach me, you can always send me a message on any of the Scratch Golf Tips social media pages or by sending an email to scratchgolftips at mail.com. 
Once again, huge thank you to Josh for taking the time to sit down with me, and thanks to you for tuning in. I always appreciate it very much. Play well, and take care.